0: I think it's a good idea. I mean, everyone has PTSD from Pep Roulette, myself inclusive. But surprisingly, this season, he hasn't actually rotated players as much. Like players like, I think Bernardo has started something like the last seven or eight games in the row. Cancelo too has started pretty much every game he's been fit for in the Premier League. And now that UCL is out of the way, I think that rotation risk isn't, as high as we actually think. We just have PTSD from Pep in, in previous seasons. So I'm assuming that everyone else already has Cancelo, or at least everyone else should have Cancelo. And then second option for a city asset would either be Bernardo Silva or maybe Foden. So for Bernardo, Bernardo actually got rested in the midweek um, Champions League game, as did Cancelo. So Fingers crossed, right? That means that they should start the next couple of games, although you never really know with Pep.
1: Good evening, and welcome to yet another episode of the Empty Stands podcast. I'm Ohis, and today I'm with FPL Royalty from the Empty Stands Mini League. I'm joined by Queen of the Month of November, Esosa, as well as the King of the Month of October, Somto. Esosa, how are you doing this evening?
0: I'm doing good. Um, Everything's going great. I mean, things can be better in FPL terms, but it's going all right. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well. It was a really, really terrible game week for me. I did some things that I shouldn't have done. Like I think I removed Ronaldo for King Ronaldo blanked, but um, Josh King blanked and also got a yellow card amongst other stupid things. But the good thing I I think I got from the last game week was uh, I now have the I call them the Holy Trinity fullbacks: Rich James, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and uh, João Cancelo. So I'm hoping that that will help me or boost me in the upcoming game week. So uh, yeah. without, f- yeah, please, you want to see something? Go on.
0: No, no, I wanted to share, you know, in the spirit of sharing. OK, sharing of last game week. With me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought in, I was so annoyed with Alonso's performance that I brought in Reguilon immediately after the jersey game, only for Reguilon to get a yellow card and then get injured. In within the first 25
1: minutes of the game. So, a big fat zero for my endeavors. Oh, my days. What a bad day at the office for you. But I mean, um, December comes with a lot of game weeks. So, I'm not going to um, judge with just one game week. So, we'll find out and see if you can retain your crown. So, just uh, before we dive right into the preview for game week 16. Um, do you want to tell us how it feels like playing FPL with a bunch of lads? Does it feel unique? Does it feel odd? Does it feel... Because how I, how I met you was last season, Chook said you are in his mini league and you're always thumping his ass. And I'm like, we need to like bring you on an episode one day. And I'm really happy that we'll finally get to, in quotes, meet the queen herself, Esosa. So I want you to talk us through the gender thing as regards fpl does it feel somehow does it feel different and how come not only are you a lady playing fpl how are you even whooping us? like i'm i I really want to know please
0: Mm, those are loaded questions okay does it feel somehow does it feel different no because i like football and i've always liked football so yeah it's a bit weird being the girl who's sort of crazy about football. But then I've had pretty much my whole life to get used to used to that. So I'm, I'm fine with it now. Um playing with guys, I won't deny it, it's a bit satisfying because sometimes when I enter mini leagues, there's always this, oh, we have a girl, you know, let's welcome her, let's make her feel at home. Oh, do you need help? Don't worry, there's someone here who's willing to give you advice and all of that. And I'm always like, oh, that's nice of you guys. Let's wait a little bit and see what happens. So yeah, it's 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 a bit satisfying, I wouldn't lie. But overall, it's been a great experience and um, the meetings that I'm in right now are full you of know, good people and good competitors. So it's always nice to test my methods against some of the finest. And I really hope I can do well this season.
1: All right, all right, all right, so far. I, I wish you all the best. Um, You've sure shown us what you could do in November. I'm sure everyone, Feel stretching, and let's see what you have in store for us for December. So um, don't overhype
0: me. For... Uh, no, no,
1: no, no, it's not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving onto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So um, I hear. For the first time since game week six, there were no Liverpool players in the um, team of the week or rather King of the um, game week team. So. Just for our listeners who are not really familiar with these terms, the kings of the game team are like the best set of players in each position. So since game week six, Ida, Salah, Trent Alexander, Arnold, Mane on I think one occasion, uh, Alisson, uh, Jota, Diego Jota have all had... There was also a time that was Femillo that was there. So since game week six a Liverpool player is featured in the team of the game week. So, Esosa, please, can you walk us through um, what you think about adding Jota to our FPL teams for those who already
0: have Salah and Trent? Okay, thanks, I think it's, it's still a very good idea to add Jota to our FPL teams. Like, we shouldn't kill the thought of adding him because it's a very good option like he's playing as a forward for a Liverpool team that's scored, I don't know, more goals this Premier League season than any other team, right? So that's exactly the type of player that you want in your team. He's cheap, he's fitting well into your midfield, like you don't have to break your team structure to get him in. And I know there's this worry that, oh, well, you know, Jota's playing in Femino's position. I mean, if Femino is fit, won't Jota go to the bench? And, you know, Femino is expected back pretty soon and all that. But I think Jota is still a good pick, even if Femino is fit, for three reasons. First of all, Klopp is probably going to ease Femino back into the side, you know, considering that this is hamstring injuries, like a recurring issue, so I don't think Klopp will want to risk it by just throwing Femino in, which means more game time for Jota. I mean secondly, Liverpool still have really good fixtures, and Jota is in good form, so there's an option, or there's a chance that he'll return. And thirdly, AFCON is coming up now. So when Salah and Mane leave, there might actually be a chance for Jota and Femino to play together. So if for some reason you don't have Jota in your team already, I think you should probably get him. All
1: right. Emesusa, thanks for that. You even brought the AFCON um, factor into this conversation. And I really appreciate that because a lot of our viewers don't really know or rate AFCON just like Klopp they just feel is one little issue of a tournament in Africa which starts on the 9th of January which I think is in a couple of weeks from now so please please and please we should do some forward thinking when planning our teams because most of our African assets won't be playing in the league from January 9th depending on how far they go till February 11th. Um somto good evening and welcome to today's episode. Is also your first time. Um want to walk you through how your last game week was and what it's like being playing FPL this
0: season. All right. Can you hear me everybody?
1: Yeah. we can hear you, Somto.
0: Yeah, we can. Oh.
2: All right, thank you. Um It's a pleasure to be here. I like talking about Fantasy Premier League because I think this is like my tenth year of playing it, and um, so far so good this season. I think this season I think um, patience has been my watchword because um, last season in many of my mini leagues I played all my chips early, my wildcard, triple captain, and all all of that, and. It was like I was dusting everybody at the beginning, and then towards the end, everybody calls me back. So this is I'm just extremely patient with things. So my last game week, I think Son saved me because I was going to captain Son, but I captain Son the week before, and he and he messed up. So I didn't want to lose to the Salah captains two weeks in a row. So I just I just played it safe, but. Maybe next time I should also take a risk. But Son saved me, nevertheless, because he had the good and If not, the Red Arrows would have been shot for glory. That's a to University joke. And I'll leave that to this <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> I'll leave that to this room to be very doubtful. But yeah, last week was just barely average. I just maintained my position in most of the leagues. And then overall I went up a little bit. But yeah. But in terms of um, the Diogo Jota addition to the team, I think it's a very good addition because I think it's performed very well in the matches it's coming for Femino. And I think club is not going to want to change a winning team because changing a winning team is like a taboo in football. So even though we know that Femino is close to fitness, I think Jota is still a go-go for the next few weeks, at least over the Christmas period. Is that Jota or Bernardo for most people? And I think I'll go with Jota because Bernardo is just, is just on a purple patch for me because I think he has like four goals from seven shots on target over the past five weeks. And that's not sustainable by any means. But if you watch Liverpool and the style of football, I think they average about three goals a game. So that team is just creating a lot of chances. And anybody that's tracking for them, even, even we used to score a lot of goals for this Liverpool team. So I think Jota... <laughs> So I think Jota is, is a good, is a good, is a good addition. And if you have the, I mean, everybody should have the funds for Jota because it's relatively cheap and it's a midfield that opens as a striker. So, yeah, I think that's that.
1: Okay. Thank you, Sonto, for that. So we'll still come back to you about the Bernardo question, but I want to hear what Sosa thinks. So um, we've noticed the increasingly popular option in midfield. I, for one, I may not be a beast in quoting in FPL, But I don't really like playing city midfielders and attackers because of Pep Roulette. Last season, I think I had Diaz. And at a point, I doubled up on Diaz and Stones. When Stones started behaving like an idiot, I removed him and I had only Diaz. So every season, I make sure I have one city asset, either a fullback or a centre-back. I never go for their midfield or striking options because of Pep Roulette. But now that Champions League... Group stage is over and there won't be any UCL football till February. Guys, what do you think? I'll start with Esosa with this. Do you think we should consider adding any City assets? We can say Bernardo or anybody. Sterling is also in the goals recently as well as Gabriel Jesus. What do you think about getting City attacking options, Esosa?
0: I think it's a good idea. I mean, everyone has PTSD from Pep Roulette, myself inclusive. But surprisingly this season, he hasn't actually rotated players as much. Like players like, I think Bernardo has started something like the last seven or eight games in the room. Cancelo too has started pretty much every game he's been fit for in the Premier League. And now that UCL is out of the way, I think that rotation risk isn't as high as we actually think. We just have PTSD from Pep Muellet in previous seasons. So, I'm assuming that everyone else already has Cancelo, or at least everyone else should have Cancelo. And then second option for a city asset would either be Bernardo Silva or maybe Foden. So, for Bernardo, Bernardo actually got rested in the midweek um, Champions League game, as did Cancelo. So, fingers crossed, right? That means that they should start the next couple of games, although you never really know with Pep. I would have loved to go with folding as another option but then there's this injury thing we think that i don't think is settled yet so maybe we should wait for the pressers like the managers press conferences to see if pep gives us anything tangible about um injury status but that could be another option if he's fit.
1: okay thanks for that sosa sonto i don't know do you want to agree or disagree with what sosa said can we hear your views about Considering city assets, especially the ones in offense.
2: Um, I think I largely agree with what Susa said. There's always a danger of pay for let, but there's also the danger of losing out on points because I'm pretty sure that City is going to wall up something like 8-0 over this Christmas period. And you don't want to lose out on those on those goodies when it happens. So I think you should at least have a city offensive asset in a team that's um, either full game. Sterling, the Bruyne, over the over the next five game weeks, just to be on the safe side. I think the purple red danger comes in when you try to be an Oliver twist. Maybe you add two city offensive assets, and then pay benches is talking again. That game week is just going to shit for you. So make sure my advice to everyone is: make sure you have at least one city. Make sure you have at least one city offensive assets in your team over this Christmas period. And if for any reason, you don't want to have the city asset, then make sure you have a Liverpool asset as well. But I think the safe bet is to have at least one of the city. I mean, if you don't have Salah by now, what are you doing? I think you just deactivate your FPL team. So I think everybody should have Salah. And in addition to Salah, at least make sure you have one city asset. And hello?
1: Yeah, Sonto can I hear you. Yeah, that's
2: all I have to say. I think
1: yeah. That... Okay, thank you, thank you for that, Somto. Yeah. So um, to the next one, we saw that Asri uh, Konsa had a brace in the last game week, and it's not the first time an Aston Villa defender is getting a really, really lovely point. So I think Tyrone means had one. Matt Target has also been. With the goodies. And last but definitely not least, uh, against United, this guy, uh, Courtney Horse. Sorry, it's Courtney Horse, Matikash, Cash, not Matt's target. So the four defenders for Villa that have held this season are Ezri Consa, Tyrone Mings, Courtney Horse against Manchester United, and Matikash. Cash. So um, considering Chelsea defenders are really not giving us the goodies, Benchuel is injured. Uh, Rich James has been maswakud out of form recently. Do you guys think it's time for us to consider one villa defender? Um, since I started with Tesusa for the last one, so I'll go I'll start with you for this one. Should we consider villa defenders for this festive period?
2: Um, well.
0: I think I saw the over
2: of pictures the festive period. They are not, they're not favorable because um, I think over the next five weeks they have Liverpool, a Away in outfield. They have no which away as well, which, which is a good fixture on paper. Then Burnley, Chelsea and Leeds, Leeds away as well. So uh, that's not a favorable set of fixtures for me because I see a maximum of one clean in these next five games for Aston Villa and I don't think, I think if you want to add Corsa, I think that's just, that's just um, what they call it, youthful exuberance, FPL youthful exuberance, because I don't think he's going to score again this season, because now it's with these defenders. So if you are trying to add Aston Villa defenders now, I don't think it's a smart decision. So I think you hold off on that. You're better, you're better off investing your FPL money elsewhere. Over the, net, over the festive period. But if you already have a Villa defender in your team, I think you can keep him. At least you can bench him for the Liverpool game and then the next two games look favorable. As Norwich and Burnley. But if you're about to just add the Villa defender just because of the CVG bounce and as Consa's race of goals, I don't think it's a smart decision. I think she would hold off that. Yeah, that's that.
1: Esosa, what do you think about
0: that? I kind of disagree with Somtou a little. I think that um, Gerard has the specific way he wants Villa to play, right? And he's trying to replicate what he did in in the Scottish League and all of that. He's got them playing a bit more defensively. And more importantly, I think he's got the fullbacks bombing forward. So, like, I watched the Leicester-Aston Villa match, and Mati Cash was getting forward a whole lot. There was this golden opportunity that Watkins had to lay off the ball to Matikash, even though he decided to go for it in shot. But my point is, I feel like there's an opportunity to get points going forward. And when I look at their run, like the next three games, Liverpool, okay, we can cancel that one. But Norwich, Burnley, that doesn't seem like too bad a uh, run of fixtures. I feel like you can get something in, in those games. So if you do want to take a bit of a gamble, with villa defensive assets i would recommend going for the full backs right not not the um center backs because those goals might not be repeated for the rest of this season but there might be some joy with the full backs i mean i don't think this game week is the right one to get them because they're playing liverpool this week but norwich and burnley i don't know i think they might get something out of it
1: all right thank you for that sosa um for me I just feel like you can get a Villa defender for keeps, not with any hope that you get anything from their next game. So, like I told you guys at the beginning of the show today that I got Josh King because I knew after their last game with City, they have potential candidates that they may lose the game, they may draw the game, they may win the game. But I just feel Dennis and King, will be in the goal, especially with Saar's absence. So that's why me, I just bought King. So I could free up cash, I removed Ronaldo, bought King, I bought Trent. Next week, sorry, this game week that starts tomorrow, I'm going to get either Jota or Bernardo Silva, just cause I know that there'll be a time that Ronaldo will start feasting, but pending then, I need to also spread my funds and handle some other areas. for me, I think I agree with both of you that don't get a Villa defender in mind that the defender will haul against Liverpool. But you can get a Villa defender with the um, mindset that he would call against a Norwich or a Brighton and Nova Albion. So that's really nice from you guys. I really appreciate that. So, um, next, I want us to go into differential. So, although it has not really been a thing this season, Actually, with our captain picks, because Salah has just been really, really a handful this season. But in terms of uh, getting green arrows and red arrows, a lot of people have come up with the goods as regards differentials. So, we've seen some games where people like Courtney Horse came up with goodies. Beginning of season, no one really saw Berama coming up with the goodies there have been some games. It was Bowen. There was one, it was now, There was one, it was uh, Rafinha. There was another game, it was this guy that I can't even pronounce his name. I think Rashika or so from Norwich. So, my next question is, we're looking forward, like I said, that's the, that's the major thing of this episode or for this major thing for this episode. That's why I brought two champions in mix because we're doing an episode for previewing this game that starts tomorrow. But I also want us to preview the five game weeks ahead. So my next question is, what do you guys think about considering differential peaks from now till 28th December? That's five game weeks from now. Like starting tomorrow till 28th December. Sorry, till New Year's Day rather. There are five game weeks. Do you guys feel we should invest heavily on differential peaks? Do you feel we should not? What do you guys think? So I'll start with you this time. All
0: right. So I think it largely depends on where you are right now. So if you're already pretty high up in the ranks, maybe you want to play it safe and just keep consolidating on your current level of, you know, performance. But if you're like me, you dropped a couple of, like I think I dropped 90k in the last game, with some hovering somewhere around 250k in the world. And everybody around me has pretty much the same team. So there's a template team, right? You're not going to make any games playing that same template team. You have to take a few risks. But then there needs to be balance. So yes, invest in differentials that have a good run of fixtures, are in good form, and low ownership. Those are the three things I would look out for when selecting differentials. Like
1: any mentions, any notable line? mentions.
0: Um, you mentioned one of them already, Jared Bowen, and I think I mentioned Oli Watkins earlier on, like Bowen and Watkins are both around 5% owned. So that's very low ownership, which means any points I get from them is going to shoot me off the ranks pretty fast. They've got fairly good fixtures. I think West Ham has better fixtures than Aston Villa actually, when you got the next five games. But it's not all bad, like I can see, Watkins getting returns, even against Liverpool, I can actually see Watkins sneaking in a goal there or something. It's not like Liverpool has most impenetrable defense this season. So it's like low ownership, right, good fixtures, fairly good fixtures. And more importantly, both these players are in good form. So I feel like I can actually get some gains if I get in on them early enough. Because if I decide to wait things out and then by the time they start returning, everybody else has them. So it makes no difference to my overall rank. Right. So taking that risk with some differentials might be a good play, but it has to be a calculated risk. And then there also needs to be balanced. Like I can't go all crazy and say, okay, well, because I, I want a differential, let captain, captain um Watkins against Norwich or something. And then Salah goes to go and square a hat trick, and my rank is short to help. So basically. Yes, do try differentials if you want to make games in your mini leagues, but remember that there's still a need for balance and you might just be able to take a risk with one or two players in your team while keeping the structure of your team largely safe.
1: All right, thank you, Asusa. Sumto, what are your thoughts? Differentials, yay or nay?
2: Um, Definitely, you need differentials over the Christmas period, like she said. I think um, Bowen is a very good shot because if you watch West Ham this season, I mean, yeah, West Ham, Their first few games, I think, Bowen was in and around everything good they were doing, but it wasn't like registering on the FPL radar because, you know, FPL is about goals and assists. But over the last few weeks, he has been registering and their fixtures also look promising. I think they've gotten the big, most of the big boys out of the way. So I think it's going to be really, Really, I think it's going to get firing over this Christmas period. So Boeing is definitely a I also think that if you're looking for differentials, you look at the Manchester United team as well. I think for the next 10 weeks or so, I think they have the best fixtures in the entire division. So should, should, I think you should keep an eye on Diego Dallo because wan got goes straight out of yesterday, So that means I think the right back position is his for the Christmas Fixtures. So, and that's very low Also, Alex Tellers has very low on but that one is a little bit tricky because sure, is just getting back from injury, and only Ralph knows who he's going to select as a starting level going forward. But I noticed in their last game that Tellers was taking corners, set pieces, and he was bombing forward a lot as well. So, I think if he plays, it's going to make a huge difference. And he has, just, he has less than 1% ownership as the last time I checked this morning. So, gotcha. the mind full box. Yeah. I think the mind you full box, you should keep an eye on them. Then, moving on to the midfield, a lot of people are selling food in. I think that's a bad idea. I think it's down to 6.5% ownership. And then, people are selling him to bring in Bernardo. I think that's going to backfire because... If you watch massive Foden is like the four nine, which means it's going to be around the end a lot of their the end of a lot of their attacking moves. So I think I understand them selling him because of his injury problems, but I think that's just trying to play a quick one on other manager. I don't think Foden is injured at all. So if you have Foden, keep him. And also if you don't have him, I think you should keep an eye on him. Like after this. Weeks, this weekend's fixture. If he plays or he doesn't play, I think you should know what to do with whatever comes out of that. And then Sancho as well. Sancho is a very tricky one, but I think there's a lot of promise there because Rangnick has said a lot of good things about him in the press conferences before he even became Manchester United's manager. And Sancho has been playing where well. I think he's been their best attacking outlet since Soja got sucked, so I think when he when he explodes on the scene, it's going to be it's going to be one of those explosions that takes the SPL by storm like Gundunga last year. This time last year, Gundunga was going on a mad thing. Like I was saying, if you have um feel for I don't think you should sell him just yet because I think Pep is playing a quick one, which is um fitness problems and injury. I don't think he's really injured. And also, keep an eye on him if you don't have him, especially with this week, weekend's fixtures, see how he does. Because what I like it or not, Fielding is Manchester City's first choice striker this season. And is a midfielder on the FPL. So, I mean, if you have two and two together, that's going to give you a very good result more often than not. And also, with the Manchester United assets, I think Sancho is going to explode over the coming weeks because um, Rangnick has all good things to say about him. And why he was subbed off in the last game, I think that is only going to bode well for this, for the coming fixtures because I think it's going to be fresh. And Ole wasn't playing him as much, so he doesn't have a lot of minutes on that belt well this season. So, which means, again, which points to the fact that he's to explode about the Christmas fixture. So. For differentials, I think keep a look out, keep a lookout for Sancho, Bowen, Foden, and then the Manchester United fullback, especially Diogo Dalu. And I think you'll be fine. Yeah, that's that.
1: All right, so Thank you very much for that. So um, we'll soon call it quits for tonight's episode, but we can never call it quits without talking about one of the most important tools to get Green Arrows and Red Arrows. I, for one, have used my wild card. my first wild card of the season. I've used my triple cap. I will definitely tell you guys the story. So for my triple cap, I support West Ham. And my triple cap, I used it on Salah against West Ham. So it was a, I cannot come and go and kill myself. Is it that West Ham win the game or Salah defeats us mercilessly? And I sort of, ate my cake and had a bit of it that day because Salah assisted Trent for the free kick that Trent scored. He was the one that rolled the ball for Trent to smash home that free kick. What a ball, by the way. So I think I got five points from Salah that day times three, 15. So it was like, in quotes, a normal captain pick from Salah. Then West Ham won. So I kind of like didn't really suffer much, even if I could have had it more. But the weekend I were carded, I expected more. I think I had 68 points that... Um, weekend so those are the only two chips i've used so that's my own short story so um i'll start with esosa now esosa first question is what's the best time to use your chips and second question if you've not used your chips you can start with the first question definitely but if you've used your chips please can you tell us when you use your chips what your game week score was that week and how you advice our listeners to use their chips for the rest of the season. For our listeners, the major chips are the free hits, the wild card, bench boost, triple captain. Sosa.
0: Okay, so when to use your chips. I'm a fan of being patient. That's the strategy I've always used. And that's sort of, okay, so my typical strategy for using my chips, right? Delay the first wild card until maybe game week nine or 10 after the first international break, or play it over the first international break, right? Then play your free hit chip when there's a blank game week. And then for double game weeks, that's when you should use your bench boost or triple cutting chip. That's typically the strategy that I follow and that I have followed in previous FPL seasons. That being said, this season started so poorly that i put my own rules and i played my my wild card i think in game week seven and as you can imagine it didn't really go well for me i think i had like 35 points that week but then you know what they say when you play wild card, it's not just for that week like you're building up your team maybe take advantage of a future swing or something so the benefits will you know come to fruition in the future and to be fair i think that world card actually set me up to take advantage of you know things that happen soon. But then I haven't used any other chip, just my first world card. And pro tip: if you haven't used your first world card yet, you probably should be considering doing that because it's going to expire. I think by game twenty, so this would be a good time to use your first world card. Um, I typically wait for a blank game week to use my free hit chip, like I mentioned before. But well, this season, I'm toying with the idea of being more aggressive with it, and trying to use the free heat chip to set up myself for making some gains rather than just to react to blanking. I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm considering using it this week actually, so I can take advantage of some fixture swings, load up, up on some differentials, and you know, with the news of the possible cancellation of Leicester. Sorry, the Spurs games coming up with their COVID outbreak. I got like four or five assets which might not be playing this game week, so I'm weighing my options. I might break my own rule and play my free chip. All
1: right, thank you, Sosa, for that. Sumto, what's your chip strategy, and if you've already used your chips, can you tell us how you went?
2: Okay, all right. This season, I've not used any of my chips. I've never played my wild card yet. Cause like I said, I've been very patient this season. Um, oh, uh, I, I think I'm going play my wildcard today with news of um, the sports game being postponed. And I think I have about three players, plus them um, Sanchez, the Dreyson group, and then uh, Sonor Reguilon, and. I think it's time for me to get a little bit aggressive. I've been mean, I mean, patient enough. As for the use of your other chips like triple captain, bench booster, and free it. I think for the triple captain, you have no you have no excuse not to use it when it's a double game week. Using it on a single game week is playing yourself short. So for me, my triple captain is always played in a double game week. I um I have a funny story about this Triple cups in I think it was a few years ago when Liverpool played Watford. That was Salah's first season at Liverpool. And that week was a blank game week. And then I think that was one of the very first blank game weeks in FPL history. So a lot of people just like, just like threw that week to the, to the drums. They were like, nothing this week for FPL, Joe. let me just leave it. And, and I was just thinking like, what can I do to take advantage of this? And then I saw Liverpool were playing Watford. And then I just said, let me triple captain Salah because I knew for a fact that a lot of people would not triple captain him that week. And then I triple captain Salah, and then he scores four goals that that game with an assist. I think that's the largest, that's the single largest FPL by player in the history of the game. And How I many triple points? captain him. And then I think he had about 27 points or so. And then triple yes, captain. I remember. Uh, and uh, because I triple captain, I it's one points just off him. And then I shut up all my leagues and everybody was just messaging me like, what Something the hell did huge. I just <laughs> do? <laughs> <laughs> and coupled with the fact that a lot of people didn't even set their teams up that week. That was a very good thing for me. But ever since then, it has not paid off for me to play my triple captain when my player is just as in a single match that week. So it's always good to target double game weeks for your triple captain, especially your triple captain. For the bench boost, your best self-playing is a few weeks after you've activated any of your wild cards because that enables you to plan properly for the bench boost before you empty out your bench again to so take advantage of your starting in 11. And then for the free hit as well, like Sousa said, doing it in a blank game week or a double game week is the best way to go about that. So as for the chips this season, if you haven't played your wild card, you have about five more weeks left before before it expires. So keep an eye on that. As for me, I think I might play this week. And I play it today because the deadline is tomorrow. And I cannot afford to, to go to see any red arrows again with this with this COVID-19 outbreak at Tottenham Hotspur. It's good for them. I hate Tottenham. I'm an Arsenal fan. So I play COVID. It's there for a
1: while. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. I'm really enjoying these guys. So there's something in crypto, even if I'm still in my learning phase, they call it FOMO. And I always tell people that that is one thing that is similar between cryptocurrency and FPL. Everybody goes into each game week with the fear of missing out. So before I go to my next question, which is my penultimate question for the evening, I want to tell you a story of why I stopped keeping my triple captain for a double game week. There was a weekend that United had a derby against Ole when his job was under pressure, and Southampton. I triple captain Ruben Diaz when City were on the road. So I had two points. They needed a clinch against Southampton in a 4-1 in a 4 victory over Southampton, and Ole. And Diaz in
2: play.
1: Exactly. I think Diaz Diaz didn't play Southampton game, play. game, and in the match started with yeah. lost. so I have two sweet points times three, six points the season before that, Trent Alexander-Arnold I don't know, I'm just, in the last five seasons in FPL, I've triple captain a Liverpool asset three times in the last five seasons, so I just I'm always confident, but I think Trent Alexander-Arnold it was a uh, Liverpool versus Brighton game I have six points, six times three, 18 so the last time I hauled on the triple captain was Eddie Hazard. I missed that boy. It was a game where they wore orange socks and sky blue jersey. I can't remember the team they played. Hazard scored and assisted that day 11 points and three. I think that's the last time I had a really, really, really good haul for triple captain. So, what I'm trying to say, something in a nutshell, is I gave an example of four times of triple captain. I gave the example of this season, last season, two seasons ago, and Salah's last PL season. And the most times I've called were the times that it was a single match. They are not a double game week. So, like you said, the best in court time is to triple captain in a double game week. But I'm of the opinion that just follow it on instinct. Because at the end of the day, if you go cast, you go cast. If you go walk, you go walk.
2: So... But one that, more thing. I think... Okay, uh, yeah, I'm listening. For one more, Please go ahead. I don't think you should ever be triple captain in a defender. Why? What's mm-hmm. the reason? So, because... By the way, the FPL is set up. Is set is is biased against the midfielders and the forwards. So, like you said, for a defender, it a eventually defender pays off when he scores and when he when he assists. And you can't bank on that we should, we should because as well. I know clinches as well. But when you put everything into consideration, you're better off doing it triple captaining the midfielder or the forward instead of the defender. So. I think that's why you have not gotten oh, any joy from. I understand
1: because in the last four seasons, I've done that to a defender more than an attacker. Yeah. I
2: get. Yeah. Yeah. Like even when I was advising people to reuse their triple captain chip on a double game week, I would never advise you to do it for a defender on a double game week because I don't think it pays off. If it pays off, it's just the luck of the grain. But yeah, yeah, if it doesn't, why. it's expected. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Thank you for that, so just, um So, any contrary opinions before going to have an ultimate question of the evening?
0: Nah, I totally agree. Captaining the defender, it's not something I'm, I wouldn't even captain a defender, much less triple captain one. So, yeah. So you can't it's captain risky. Trent. Salah is injured. Liverpool plays Norwich. You won't captain Trent. Okay, no more. But that's that's a different that's a different situation, right? You've already told me now that Salah is injured. So, okay, so who are my options in in Liverpool? I'd rather captain a Jota over a Trent anyways, because he's just he's just one slight mistake away from a 12-pointer to a two-pointer or a, a four-pointer. Oh, like, it's true
1: risky
0: It's a 60-40, if I've been honest. Right, I'm it's to like to... a 70-30 chance for hire. Thank you, somebody... Yes, yeah, something you Sorry? can come in.
2: Okay, that, this is our finish. I think you were about to say something else.
0: No, no, I was just wrapping up my point. Like, you know, the chances of using the clean sheet are way too high. And once the clean sheet is gone, most of the time, bonus points are gone as well. So I don't know, it's just too riskier to captain a defender. Oh. let go with a right. All right. All
2: right. Always well, was saying, like, if Salah is injured, why would you be able to captain Trent? I won't captain Trent if Salah is injured. Because who is Trent going to assist? Salah is your most potent offensive weapon, and... If he's injured, best believe that Liverpool are in a pool of shit, so...
0: I mean, he could assist Jota or something. Mm-hmm. He could go yeah, from a free kick, like a direct... What are the, odds, what are the odds? Exactly. Pretty exactly. low It's a low... Exactly.
2: A low, low the reason why Trent, Trent explodes on FPO is because he shares the same flank as Salah. And Salah just puts things mm-hmm. up for everybody else. So if Salah is not injured, that gives the opposition one less man to focus upon. So I think I don't think I don't think there's been any game where Trent has played with Salah on the bench or not being available and then Trent did well. I don't think there's ever been a game like that. So like it goes like there's no I don't think there's any joy in triple captaining the defender. So we should always be careful with that. It's like that what I said about FPL like you have to be patient and try not to be too greedy as well. Just enjoy your Trend points, don't think about doubling it because it's like a lot of people are doubled up on trusted defenders over the past few weeks and then they've gotten their asses under to them because I mean Chihuahua got injured and then everybody goes for Alonso and then Alonso hasn't done anything of it. So I mean, with defenders, you always have to be careful. Like if you have them and they are giving you points, just enjoy. It. But when you start captaining them, I always say that's Oliver Twist, and it's most likely going to fail. Yeah.
1: All right, thank you for that Sonto. We really enjoyed talking about this uh, chip management of a team. So, um, like I said, this is game week 16 preview as well as festive season preview. So, um, UCL has come and gone. Europa League is also ending this evening. I mean, I know a lot of body owners that wanted to break their phone screens once they saw the lineups against Aston Villa. Body not starting against a team that plays with such a high line, with their fullbacks playing almost like wingers. What do you guys think about assets that will not, one, be disturbed by rotation? Because, I mean, you play a game Saturday, you're back again Tuesday. You play a game Tuesday, you're back again the following Sunday. You play a game Sunday, you're back again the following Thursday. Like that, like that, till New Year's Day. So, my first question is, which players do you think are rotation proof that we should not get out of our teams and which players do you think are rotation proof that will haul in the coming game weeks? So, um, I'll go with Somto for this and so you conclude and we'll conclude this episode by talking about Captain Picks.
2: Somto. All right. Um, before I list the players I think are rotation-proof, I think over this festive season, this is when you're, you need to have at least 14 players in your team that are actively getting minutes in their respective teams because whether you like it or not, even the rotation-proof players will be will be rested here and there. And the injuries, this, uh, this is a time of season when a lot of players pull up injured and you can never predict that. So... Just to be safe, make sure your bench is solid and as reinforcement. Then, having said that, I think rotation proof players starting from I think most goalkeepers will play all their games, like the Ramsdale, Sanchez for Brighton. Even though he's not playing this weekend, Allison, Lloris. I don't think we have any issues with goalkeepers. But for the defenders, I think Cancelo is pretty much a rotation proof as they come. Also, Trent Alexander Arnold is rotation proof more so than um, Robertson because I think simicast is going to get a game or two over this festive season because Robertson has been dealing with some injuries and then goes here and there. So I think Klopp will catch protect him a little bit. And then um, also, I think James will be rotation-proof this season, especially with the rubbish that at up played yesterday against Zenit in the Champions League. So I I think those three defenders are pretty much rotation-proof. And then, even though I do advise you adding any Villa defender this week, seen as they are playing Liverpool, Matikash is also rotation proof for the next few weeks because I think he's taking Gerard's instructions to heart and is almost as if he's a new signing for Aston Villa we, in the last three games since Gerard got the job. Then moving on to the midfield, is rotation proof, but as we all know, the Afcon is coming up. So, clubs said they are trying to talk with the respective federations of the of Senegal and Egypt to have salary money for I think till up until January second. But I don't think those federations will agree to that. But well, you should keep an eye on that as well because if they are going to go by after the because they are mandated to go by FIFA after the Boxing Day fixture. So keep an eye on that. You prepare for that and you prepare your team adequately. For the accesses of Salah and Manik from their teams and then about, Oba- okay, i think thinking of Aubameyang qualified. Did they for it? Yeah, Aubameyang, is it? I'm not sure if Aubameyang is going to be on my own That's how she will be this season. But keep an eye on the AFCON because most of those players will be getting released around the Boxing Day fixture. And then for the forwards, forwards have not performed well at all. This isn't an FPL, but Watch Kings, I think, Oli Watkins and Emmanuel Dennis, you should have them in your team over the festive season because they are rotation proof and they will not be benched for any reason other than injury or suspension or what have you. Um this guy, Ivan Tony, is was positive tested for COVID. And you know, a lot of different people react differently. Like, my it might take him a longer time to get up to fitness, like we saw with Anderson at Manchester United. So, I think now would be a nice time to like transform out of your squads for another mm-hmm. asset like um, like Dennis, like I mentioned earlier, and uh, Antonio. I think Antonio is going to come of age. He has, I know, he's been on bad form, but I think he's going to he's going to bring the goods this season alongside Bowen. We got our assists last time, and I think it's getting back up to speed. So, as far as rotation proof assists are, I think those six are basically it's Cancelo, Alexander Arno, James, Salah, Watkins, Antonio, Foden.
0: Yeah, I think you'll be fine with those. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you, Sonto. Um And so, what of you? Who are your rotation proof players? And who are the players you feel you should kind of like just lock and like you go to sleep on them for the festive period?
0: So the players on my list, like...
1: No, no, yeah, so the first question much, exercise, who are the okay. rotation-proof players you think we should get or we should have by now? And who are the rotation-proof players that we haul? So for example, Brandon Williams of Norwich is rotation-proof, but I don't think we haul. But he's not going to haul. Exactly. So I want you to give me a player that can do
0: those things. Okay, so my players, the players I have on my list are pretty much most of the players that Sunta has already mentioned. Right? So like Ramsdale, Cancelo, Mati Cash. Um, the only thing I would say, um, same for midfielders, basically you know, Salah, even though she's going for Africa, let's keep that in mind. I think the only player I would add Or maybe give you a different dimension to think about is King Josh King over Emmanuel Dennis, right? Simply because Josh King is about the same price for much lower ownership, and he's on penalties, right? So that's about it. And he started and he's played 19 minutes in each of the last eight games, so I think he's kind of nailed under Ranieri. So that would just be the only thing I I would say you should consider. Um, Maybe think of. Going Josh King over Emmanuel Dennis because he's on penalties and um, he has lower ownership. So he might fall or he might get more out of the ball from him if he does fall. But yeah, there are lots of options that I think we should be we looking should All
1: right. Thank you. So, so think someone in the world agrees with me why Josh King is a more uh, risk <laughs> or less risky. I want to say risk free because but there's no asset that is risk-free. But Josh King is a less risky asset or less riskier, whichever English is correct. But yeah, Dennis, Dennis is going is likely, for after now. That's even one. Number two, when people feel like Dennis is likely to score assists, me I tell them at what rate. There's something that someone said that when um, Dennis was in Club roger he used to score every five game weeks. I don't want a player like that. Do you understand? Josh Kings can give me every three. I'm fine with every three. A Callum Wilson can score every other game. I'm fine with every other game. You understand? But I don't want someone that will score today, game week one. The next time I'm expecting it to haul in game week six. Nah, man. That is not. So that's why I went for King. And I'm happy that FPL senior lady like Esosa is also um, thinking like I am about Josh King. So um, thanks, guys. I want to conclude the episode by saying captain picks. Um, last week, we said we should give captain picks. Reward was generous enough to ask me why I feel Rafinha should be the captain pick. And I told them that um, Bruno Laga will be very, very difficult to beat, especially when he's playing a team like Liverpool. And they said he's in July Salah will score this, Salah will score that. Yes, I agree that Rafinha had less points than Salah. But, I mean... Um, no one expected Salah to have an assist and Rafinha to have an assist as well. So I was kind of not so far off or far-fetched. So um, I know you guys will most likely say Salah, but please, I want to know the reason why you guys feel like Salah should be the captain pick. And a question that I didn't put on today's script, because I just wanted to get your spontaneous thoughts. What, at what point this season do you think Salah will leave our armbands and who is going to get it? So for example, we know Salah is going for AFCON. So when Salah goes for AFCON, who is the two IC? Who is the second in command? Who is likely to be that guy that will wear the armband and be like, bros, I'll go Egypto. I'm sorry, i go Cameroon for AFCON. i go play for my country. Please hold the armband, keep it safe, just like Gerard handed to Henderson. And Henderson went a step further than Gerard. So who is that guy you think? and how the way Salah is when Salah goes for AFCON. But like I said, the first
0: question is, captain picks for game 16. Esosa and Sumto, quick one. Okay. Should, I, should I go first? Es- Esosa, please go first. Okay, please, Tsumto. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry to be boring. Sorry to be predictable. But my captain pick, you, I'm sure you already know what this is going. It's going to be Salah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so no, 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 no reason. We know why. So let me just save time Basically, and go to Somto. Yeah. So Somto, why?
2: Yeah, I think I understand why I cut in the Salah. With Salah, the danger is not captaining him and him going so to have having massive because the red arrows will literally kill you. So that's the danger of not capturing Salah. Trust me, I've I've done that twice this season, trying to get one up on my mini leagues. He has backfired good times. So I think this season, every, any time even the FPL official scouts would say, oh, captain C-Pix, I think it should be Salah and then who else can we captain apart if we don't want to go the Salah route. And I think for this week, I think if we don't want to captain Salah, I think you should captain either St. Um, St. Maximan or Carlum Wilson. In Newcastle, because we all know if they are always very offensively biased. And I think now that we've gotten their first win on that they are in the books, I think they will play free and more entertaining football. So if you're trying to get a differential captain, you should look at those Newcastle forwards. Another option is possibly Cancelo. I don't usually count defenders, but Having watched the Liverpool Wolves game last week, Wolves are very, very good defensively. And City are also very good defensively. And I think they have a point to prove because their last few games have been considering late goals. So I think their bucket list for this weekends game against Wolves, they want to keep a clean sheet above anything else. So and we all know Cancelo impute offensively. And with the clean sheet, I think it might be in for a massive ball. So if you're not captaining Salah. Should look at those people. But then again, my captain for this week is Salah. So take my advice at your own risk.
1: All right, thanks a lot, Somto. Thanks a lot, Esosa. I really appreciate your time. I had a very, very entertaining experience with FPL Reality. Like I said, guys, this wasn't just the Game Week 16 preview. It was the Game Week 16 preview, as well as, in quote, the festive season preview. We've come to the end of today's episode. Thanks once again for gracing us with your presence. I am really, really, really in awe. Do remember to like and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other po- platform you listen to us on You can also follow us on Twitter at The Empty Stands and on Instagram at The Empty Stands Podcast. You can send me your questions, screenshots of what your team will look like. And I wish everyone... A whole whole field weekend. Bella, ciao, Bella, ciao, ciao, ciao.